Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 7th of April 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups, and plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Andrew Gagan. Hey. G'day, Nadine. Good to be here. Um, Look, I'm always loath to talk about the Sydney weather, given it's very Sydney-centric, but it is so gloomy at the moment. Can't help but seeing that's a little reflected in the markets at the moment at the same time. Yeah, well, it's hard to feel very optimistic when it is, you know, torrential rain outside. And also, you know, keep in mind there's more flooding for some parts of this great city and likely beyond. Um, but yeah, it was yet another negative session. So two in a row. We haven't had that for a while. Down by 0.6%. So we actually saw a bit of selling toward the close for the S&P ASX 200. So that is erased all. In fact, now we're now down by about... Um, seven tenths of a percent for the week so far and just one day to go yeah certainly it was um those growth stocks tech again hit today we saw that on wall street also uh overnight but uh, wise tech down around six uh, life 360 novanix they're all they all fell along with uh, city chic interestingly that uh, that tumbled as well uh there was a bright spot though what was that? Magellan. Magellan, Mind yeah. you, you're considering it's <laughs> come it off a low base. you know, better than expected. So, yeah, updated on funds under management. I guess the outflows have slowed. Um, yeah, so it was up by about 10%. Um, we also saw Ardent Leisure. So this time yesterday, we got a bit of breaking news that it had sold its stake in the main events business in the United States. Shareholders don't mind getting a bit of cash back. And so that share price was up by about 6% today. Um, but generally speaking, and you know, it's always, it's it's um, difficult to generalize these days. It was a risk-off environment mm. and there weren't, you know, that many places to hide in the market in terms of of sectors or themes. Just another stock too, Virtus Health. That went into a trading oh, yeah. halt. Another bid, in fact. I think it's had about eight bids, um, that stock. So we've got BGH floating around there. Um, that was a $8 a share offer. Um, and now we've got Catvest Partners coming back in. So mm. interesting to see how that plays out at the same time. But you're right, Nadine. Um, look, so much of this is going back to what the Fed is doing at the moment. I think it all began with Leo Brainard's comments yesterday which certainly spooked markets, uh, mm-hmm. where she was very hawkish because she's around Dove. But, of course, it's not just about where interest rates are going. It's also just about those bond purchases as well and how it's scaling it back. Yeah, well, we got clarity. So up to $95 billion a month. I had a good chat with Daniel Sulik. He's from Capstream Capital, and he kind of um, gave some context around the MBS, so the mortgage-backed securities component of that, why that is being included. And essentially it's because they won't have enough, uh, you know, to get off their balance sheet without actually uh, selling. So they're selling what they don't want, which is anything but U.S. Treasuries. In that conversation, you know, we were talking about strategy, clearly. Um, They're into bonds, fixed income. And uh, he said, look, we haven't yet reached peak Fed hawkishness. Um, 
because the Fed clearly believes that inflationary uh, danger is nigh, you know, it's spreading throughout the economy. We learned that through the FOMC minutes. And to, you know, the point that's been made by many of our guests is this is a cycle. This is a, a, a level of inflation that has not been experienced by market participants for quite some time. And the Fed wants to kill it. Mm. And is are we seeing it here? That's the question. Uh, it's a question certainly for the Reserve Bank. Interesting to Nadine today. Uh, Westpac, yet another yeah. um, market player there expecting, has actually brought forward its uh, rate hike, their expectations uh, from August to June. That is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is also based on the fact that we heard from the RBA this week where they have very much dropped that patience line. Yeah, I had a good chat with Phil O'Donoghue from Deutsche Bank today, and uh, he too has brought forward his interest rate hike expectations to June. But he's sort of... Um, you know, becoming an outlier. He doesn't actually think that the RBA is behind the curve. He does say that the inflation picture is very different here than it is in many other parts of the world. But, you know, again, the Australian Central Bank is becoming the outlier, really, in terms of interest rates and expectations. Also, in that conversation with Phil O'Donoghue, the, the U.S. team there is now factoring in a U.S. recession. Back to the Fed, saying that they are going to kill it and that the lesser of two evils right now, rather than have entrenched inflation and all that would bring and how damaging that is to an economy and to consumers, they would prefer to have a technical recession, two quarters of negative growth to get it over with. Get it over and done with. Yeah, so recession being forecast by Deutsche Bank in the U.S. end of 2023. There is no consensus there, though, so it's just going to be interesting to see how that plays out because we're obviously seeing, uh, you know, strength in the U.S. economy at the moment. But yeah, it all comes down to how uh, the Fed is going to play it and whether it uh, makes that that policy error, or I guess the question is, it's already made that policy error, so how it reacts to that. So Nadine, I, I guess it's a question for investors as to how you play it, where where it's safe to put your money at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Look, I think uh, every day this week and probably beyond, I've Lithium has always come into the conversation. You can't escape at the moment. And I had that conversation uh, with Roger Montgomery today. Is, is it too late? Yeah, what did he say? Is it too late? No, it's not. Okay. Because he sees that there's going to be a huge deficit in global lithium supply. So uh, you can still get on that train. He said, look, you can probably expect a pullback. But um, he's looking at particularly the Aussie producers at the moment. He's not interested in the explorers mm-hmm. because it's all about now. Uh, that they're still worthwhile and worthwhile taking a good look at some of those Australian lithium producers. All right. Well, that interview is up online. Uh, maybe following on from that, we can get into some of these stock picky interviews that we did today. And I had a good chat with Kyle McIntyre from Firetrail. Look, I thought one of the most important things and interesting things about his conversation is how he's viewing the consumer right now and, and the inflationary impacts on the consumer. But he also gave us a stock that he believes will fare well in a rising interest rate environment. It's not the banks. I'll give that away. In fact, I'm going to give it away today. Usually I tease people, (laughs) but I have a plan. The company that he said will probably do well in a rising interest rate environment was QBE. Mm. There's your segue, Andrew. Yeah, interesting because as, yeah, funny, that is our stock of the day. (laughs) Uh, Look, a bit of news today too in that um, it's done a deal with Kogan um, to actually... uh, uh, sell its uh, its product there. Um, but look, the, the other issue at play here, well, there are a couple of issues. Obviously, we've got uh, interest rates, where they're going, whether those insurers stand a benefit. But 
the disasters that are ongoing, particularly on the east coast of Australia at the moment, and how that's going to affect uh, insurers. You only need to look at what's going on at the moment with widespread flooding. Um, so is it investable? Well, that's the question we posed to Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital on the call. For moving parts, I think that overall trend of, be it global warming or whatever, it's clearly you know, it's increasing this, this natural disasters and, and the scale as well. Um, that's not a positive for them. Um, the Kogan stuff, I think, you know, it's, it's not a bad announcement, obviously. You're, mm. you're expanding some distribution with a, with a brand name. QBE, like I said, it's a behemoth. I, I think in the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't bring in that much. I've had QBE and, and, and the other big insurers as a sell for a while, to be honest. Um, and, and my opinion probably hasn't changed, even despite that rise in yields we've seen over the last few months. It's actually just a black box. You don't know um, what they've written. You don't know the risks inherent. Um, the reinsurance is, is, a, is a mystery. This has become the lazy man's exposure to interest rates. But, but what most investors, um, I think, don't recognize is that um, insurers make their money two ways. Once, one is from their float and one is from um, the actual insurance itself. And those things largely cancel each other out. There's no free lunchy. There's no easy way to make money from um, QBE or insurance generally. I think this is mm. a poor quality business that's uh, very difficult to understand. And for me, it, it, it's almost uninvestable. Wouldn't wouldn't buy it at almost any price. So there you go. Not going anywhere near QBE. In fact, um, interesting to get uh, Gorev's take there. That he just thinks. He just, he's just not interested in insurers because he, he refers to them as the black box there. It's, it's, it's a mystery as to how you actually formulate some sort of opinion of where these stocks are going. There's so many moving parts, but Gorav does have a good turn of phrase, don't you think? Even on his worst day. Um, you can listen to that entire episode of The Call, by the way. Andrew was the host today. Um, were there any you know, double buys? There was, really? in fact. Yeah, an okay. Aussie company that uh, you probably have a few of its products at home, I dare say. Do I give it away? No, I love a tease. <laughs> I love a tease. Um, look, I would like to say uh, a bit of a, a good day to another Andrew. So this is Andrew Lee, and I understand that he listens to us sometimes when he's out for his daily walk. I do not think that's happening today in Sydney. Um, but he is the father of one of our longtime producers, Hans, who is an absolutely wonderful producer, first of all. Actually, I'd say second of all. He's an absolutely lovely person, first of all. And he will um, be leaving the Ausbiz team tomorrow, but we wish him all of the best. And Andrew, if you're out there listening on your walk or anywhere else, I do hope you continue to listen to the COB. It's always good to have somebody in your mind when you're doing these podcasts who may be listening out there. And today, that's you. Yeah, and it's not too late. You can still change your son's mind. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Whose side are you on anyways, Andrew? Um, listen, uh, Andrew... Uh, Andrew Gagan, my colleague, Andrew, yep. here in studio. What else are we missing? I mean, tomorrow's Friday. Tonight, we've got jobless claims. We have another oh, Fed fact, speaker. Uh, well, uh, speaking of data today, okay. in fact, we had Australia's trade surplus. Yep. Interesting, in fact, it actually fell to $7.5 billion. Uh, It was forecast to be uh, over $12 billion. Um, Now, of course, that goes back to um, the price of uh, fuel at the moment, those imports. That, that's what essentially uh, killed that. 
uh, that assumption there and also uh, just saw so many of those consumption goods here in Australia rising rapidly given what's going on with inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that uh, it takes a big data point for the local market or even the A-dollar to sit up and take notice. We do have a few of those coming next week. We have jobs data next week. We've got the NAB Consumer Confidence, uh, sorry, the NAB Business Confidence, the Westpac Consumer Confidence, and we've got a really big inflation read coming out in the U.S. So I dare say that data will be really important. And, and the Reserve Bank this week in its statement told us that the data over the coming months will be very important. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, fe- it feels obvious to say it, but yeah, the data in the coming months is going to be just absolutely so closely watched. Yeah, it's funny, it just going back to uh, you know, speaking with Gaurav and Luke today, they're, they're saying, look, we're not macro guys, but sorry, you just can't help watching macro at the moment. It is dictating everything. It sure is, and that's why we cover it, and that's why tomorrow morning we'll be talking about the Fed. I know it feels like ad nauseum. I don't know when these people um, actually do their day job. They seem to be speaking a whole heck of a lot. I guess that is their job. And um, we'll be speaking with Edward Campbell. He's from PGM in the morning. You will be, Mm, Andrew. I'll I'll set out your morning for you. James Whalen from VFS Group. Um, Chris Conway joins us for his buy, hold, sell on a Friday. Yeah, always a good way to finish a week. And Jonathan Payne from The Payne Report. Uh, he's coming in. He's going to be guest hosting the 10 a.m. hour. I think he's coming in to see hands, really, off primarily. But he is just so insightful into what's going on in markets right now. So I'm really, really looking forward to that one. And Tim Baker, who's a macro strategist at Deutsche, is hosting, guest hosting the 11 a.m. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a bit of a party here yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, oh goodness. It's sounding like a really busy day. Um, if I were you, Nadine, yes. I would go and get some sleep. And <laughs> also... Keep dry, and uh, it is a call out to everyone who has been affected badly at the moment by those floods. Um, we hope uh, hope things get better, and you do stay safe. Andrew, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.